welcome to this week's episode of the Python People podcast uh, with me, Guy Bevington, MD of True North Recruitment Group. Um, and this week, I'm delighted uh, to be joined by uh, Maddie Armitage. Maddie, thank you very much for joining us today. How are you? Thank you. Good, good, good. Good to hear. That's, uh, that's all you can hope for in today's uh, day and age, isn't it, really? Being okay. <laughs> Staying well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't want to start on a doom and gloom note, but you know what I mean. Um, so, um, so yeah, Maddie. Um, by way of introduction, for those people that are yet to have the uh, the pleasure of, of making your acquaintance, you are the uh, the chief uh, data and digital product officer for uh, Dentsu International. Um, and uh, we had a, a good chat quite recently. Um, we talked about marketing and and I guess its relationship with data. And in particular, kind of customer data, and um, you know, I think to sort of frame the the chat that we're about to have. You know, I think it's fair to say in this day and age that you know, data it can be quite an emotive word for a lot of people. Um, you know, certainly a lot of customers and and consumers are very conscious about how their data is consumed, and uh, you know, who it's sort of shared with, and sort of privacy and all that kind of thing. And that obviously comes very much into the world of of marketing um, and there've obviously been some huge changes you know kind of coming into effect around how data um, can be used from a marketing perspective you know with the, the likes of third party data and and first party and you know this sort of movement towards a, a cookie-less world um, so we thought let's do a podcast on it get together and uh, have a bit of a chat and uh, and here we are so um, I guess before we kind of go into all that uh, it'd be great just to yeah if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your kind of career to date um you know to give people a bit of an overview of, of your background that would be uh, that would be fantastic um so i actually started my career uh, working in data so it was my first ever job um working for equifax actually so really grounded in data and i've, I've actually come full circle uh, now being responsible for data predominantly at dentsu um, so working at equifax it really laid the foundations for me in terms of my career um, got really good grounding, as I said, um, that then led into me working for a company called FreeServe. And FreeServe was owned originally by Dixon's Carphone, and they uh, were responsible really for driving through internet in the UK, um, and also launching broadband as well. Um, there was a direct then connection with France Telecom, who owns uh, FreeServe, um, which then organically for me led me into a digital marketing career, uh, predominantly in telco. So going from um, T-Mobile into uh, Virgin Media, uh, a stint at Sky, um, then did a little bit of a, a tech geek uh, fest at Rackspace, uh, and then followed by um, British Gas and EE, and now and now where I am working at um, at Dentsu International. Um, and really, um, career has been based around digital marketing, digital, which then led to products, uh, and obviously data sitting at the heart of all of that. So it's been a thread that's been weaved through all of my career. Um, and you can probably sound quite passionate about it. So, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's where I am now. Good. Thank you for that. Yeah, fantastic uh, career to date and uh, you know, certainly deserve to be be where you are um so um yeah i guess it's a bit of a, a kind of an intro i mean i think a lot of people are aware that there's you know there's, there's sort of certain uh big data initiatives data privacy initiatives that have, have kind of been rolled out that a lot of people have heard about you know like gdpr and things like that but from a you know somebody kind of on the on the know on the inside 
you know, for those people out there that aren't aware, can you just sort of give a bit of an overview and I guess a bit of a guideline of some of the, the policies and restrictions that, that now sort of exist for uh, the marketing sector in relation to targeting and, you know, customer data privacy and how, how people's data can be used? Yeah, I mean, there has been lots of legislation that's been taking place over the last few years. So GDPR, obviously, back in 2016, 2017, um, that obviously meant that data had to be uh, consented in order for collection. You need to let people know. Um, and privacy notices were, were obviously a must on all websites and apps. Um, but there has been, I mean, 2020 has been a, a crazy year for legislation. Um, I think that we've seen... Obviously, um, real-time bidding and ad tech, the ICO, have been reviewing that and looking at those practices in more detail um, and the impact on that, um, really from a transparency perspective around how the, how the supply chain works. Um, and then we've had the ICO draft marketing code of practice, which um, in 2020 has really sort of brought into question the use of third-party data, first-party data, um, and also explicit consent. So, you know, you have to be very clear and transparent about how you're collecting customers' data for use for marketing purposes. Um, and also, as you know, cookies. So the demise of the cookie, um, the fact that we're going to move towards a cookie-less world and by June 2022, we're going to, we're going to see that fall away. Um, so I think from a marketing perspective, it's really important that people are aware of the legislative changes that are coming downstream and to prepare for them to make sure that they've got the right privacy consents in place, the right technology and infrastructure to ensure that that consenting and operations can take place effectively. Um, and that all of the data that they're using, for, certainly for marketing and for advertising is compliant. So incredibly important. And people are, people are consumers are so much more aware of, of their data and mm -hmm. used and where it gets stored. Um, and I think, for, you know, for that very reason, um, it's really important for marketers to be aware um, of uh, and compliant with the data that they're using. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you, yeah, you're dead right in terms of the, the kind of public awareness around data. It seems to be one of the real buzzwords of the last sort of few years, doesn't it? And, um, you know, you've got companies like um, Apple now, obviously, in their, their most recent announcement talking about, uh, you know, the new iOS and how you can um, sort of tailor your, your data privacy app by app now, can't you, things like that. So I think it's definitely becoming more and more in people's sort of consciousness and, and awareness about how their data is being used and, and sort of targeted. Um, and I guess with that in mind, then, I mean, what, what's the general consensus from marketing agencies, do you think, around, around these kind of new policies? Has it left a lot of agencies kind of quaking in their boots or do you think you know, it's still possible for agencies to you know continue to provide a, a targeted and effective service for for their customers um you know around the new data you've seen it coming uh, so it, it isn't something new we obviously have a period of time that we can pivot and change um, i think a lot of the agencies will be doing just that they'll be looking at their data and product strategies and looking at how they pivot in order to ensure that they're being compliant in their processes with data and how they're helping their clients um, i think that it's, it's not the end of the line. I think that we will still be able to go and target audiences effectively and, um, you know, be able to still um, achieve growth for our, for our clients in an effective way. Um, I think we just have to work within the boundaries of legislation in order to do that. 
and where you know we won't be able to use cookies in order to track and target audiences across the ecosystem anymore. Um, there will be other methods that will be put in place. Some ID, um, KT, where you'll be able to track effectively and in a compliant way. Other people are talking about the fact that there'll be a massive push around content. So, you know, content will become more relevant, context will become more key, um, and that will be the route in which we will get over the, the um, compliance issues. So there, where there's always a will, there's a way. Yeah, I'm not sure that's the case, absolutely. Um, and um, I'm quite interested in this whole concept of yeah, because I guess from an outsider perspective, you can kind of see a lot of these um, uh, you know, new policies as, as real kind of bottlenecks, to be honest, for, for marketing agencies to be able to do their job as effectively as possible and, like say, promote growth, quite frankly, for, for their clients. But, yeah, there is this whole argument of the, the shift from, um, you know, more, more third-party data to more uh, uh, first-party data and actually how... You know that data in many ways is it's a lot more um a lot of goes a lot higher quality you know quite frankly because it's built on trust and, and obviously permission and in many ways it's probably easier to kind of build a relationship with uh customers when their, their data is permissioned and um you know you can obviously get, get a better quality readout from from the audience um on that um but do you think there's anything um in particular that technology can do you know what, what sort of role do you feel that yeah, you know, AI and machine learning, I guess, is a huge buzzword in well every industry now. But um, I know, in particular, in marketing, you know, about how uh, technology can potentially uh, be used to kind of extrapolate out, um, uh, you know, targeting and that kind of thing. But do you feel there's a particular uh, role that technology can play to ensure that advertising continues to be effective and and cost efficient? Yeah, I think absolutely. I think you know um, the use of technology platforms to enable um, the collection of data um, and to effectively store it, to clean it, um, then you know you can actually plug it into other media channels um, to effectively create really strong you know, marketing strategies. So clients are doing that. I think from a, an automation and machine learning perspective, I think more and more we're seeing kind of data science being used. Uh, to do, you know, advanced analytics, uh, modeling around particular audiences. I think natural language processing, so the understanding of mood, sentiment, behaviors, being able to pick up on trends on audiences is going to be incredibly important. Um, and that will really help shape and mold how we go and we target audiences more effectively in the future. So I think AI, machine learning, biometrics, I mean, they're all wonderful pieces of technology. Um, and I think that they will be embraced in the future by marketing agencies, certainly, and clients alone who, are, who want to obviously in-house all of this capability. Um, you know, they'll be investing in that for the future to be able to effectively um, go after their audiences and grow their, their, their customer base. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It seems like, um, I mean, obviously in the in the world that we focus on, which is very heavily data science and, and AI, I mean, you do kind of come across certain uh, uses, I guess, of machine learning where it's just a bit of a no-brainer that, you know, a, uh, an algorithm that can um, extrapolate a result and, and sort of do some predicting and forecasting is just a great use of where, of the, where data science can kind of come in and, and really prove value. And certainly in the marketing world, to me, it's just a real um, you know, kind of obvious area that data science and, and, and AI and machine learning used in the right way can 
you know, genuinely add a huge amount of value um, from a marketing perspective. So uh, yeah, it's a really exciting kind of space, isn't it, moving forward. Um, but um, yeah, just going back to the, the point I was making earlier about you know data and its sort of emotive uh, reputation in this day and age. I mean, how do you feel customers actually you know feel about the way their data is being used by digital marketing? Because I mean, personally. I, I'm always up for a bespoke service and a tailored service and, and I love receiving things that are genuinely really targeted and, and uh, you know, sort of specific for me and my preferences. But it's, I think with a lot of people, it's kind of fine line between you know, targeted and um, probably like <laughs> harassment on the internet in terms of getting, getting loads of stuff that comes through. It's just not relevant to you at all. Um, so how, how do you feel that um, yeah, the average consumer, you know, the average customer feels in this day and age about data and, and the way they're marketed to on, online? Yeah, well, probably the way that you and I feel about it, which is I think that if it's relevant, uh, then it makes complete sense. I think you want a personalised experience. You want to have the messaging that's tailored to you but you don't want it to be annoying um, and you also want it to be right so it's no good being shown an article for a pair of shoes once you've bought them um, and it's an insult even to see them that they're in the sale <laughs> so that, you know, that, that can be incredibly annoying um, but you know I, I think maybe with the pandemic with this period of time through covid as well maybe people's people's view around marketing and what they see in the content that they're consuming is changing. I think people are, people want more of an emotional connection uh, to what they're reading, um, what they're seeing, what they're buying. We're, you know, we're, we're starting to see a lot of trends coming through with people that are waiting for the pandemic to be over so that they can actually go and spend again, do all the things that they want to do. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think that there is a, a real opportunity for us now to make sure that when we do personalise that content, that it's that it's right for that audience, that we get the balance right, um, and we can do that. Um, you know, and I, I think people now that they're so much more aware around their personal data that they have control of it. Um, and I think I, you know, I mentioned before about the ICO draft marketing code of practice around the explicit consent. It's, it's not just enough to say, oh, we're going to use your data for marketing purposes. You have to be explicit to tell the, the customer where, where you're going to use their data. We're going to email you. We're going to call you. You may receive an advert from us. And you have to actually explicitly sign up to those individual pieces. Um, so that's going to be a, a, a seismic shift that we're going to see um, that puts the consumer back in control. Yeah. Um, I think once they feel that, then obviously what they, they can tailor that experience to them themselves um, so that what they do see is relevant for them. And I think relevancy is really key. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It feels like you know, what you're describing there, which I totally agree with, and I think it's a great ideology in marketing, is it seems like a shift more away from quality but to, to quantity. You know, And um, I think that to really build, and it's like anything, I suppose, in life, isn't it? But to really build a relationship based on, on trust you know it has to be consistent and you know there has to be that trust there where you've kind of said yeah cool I'm happy to share my data and I think if anything it can be a bit of a win-win can't it where you know it's psychologically where a consumer sort of said look I'm happy to share my data with you and they're already kind of halfway there to you know potentially moving forward and making a purchase whereas you know where people get bombarded by things that aren't relevant and people thinking well you know if we just send this out to enough people we'll 
we'll, we'll get some wins out of it. You know, I think that that people are quite tired of that approach, aren't they? So I think agencies that can pivot in the right way and really embrace that new dynamic that's going to be born off the back of, uh, you know, like say explicit permission, um, I think are set for fair weather, you know, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So I find it, I mean, the whole area I find really, really interesting in terms of like what's, you know, when, when you do something, how much of your behavior is uh, based off, you know, kind of what you've been exposed to and the kind of messages you've been exposed to. And, you know, uh, certainly I, if I studied my own buying habits, in fact, I'm never going to do that. It'd be quite depressing. <laughs> but I do often, uh, you know, sort of question, like, why am I buying this? Where have I seen this before? Um, but sometimes it's it's usually an habit that's been following me around. But I think, well, I'm glad it did actually, because it kind of kept kept suggesting the solution to me. So uh, yeah, it's something I uh, I did uh, psychology at university, so I'm always really interested in kind of behaviour and, and how people make decisions. Uh, yeah, yeah so, um, it's it is fascinating. I mean, if I you know if I were to really get into it, just in like bedtime reading, if you look about the demographics and the psychographics, I mean, we are you know, and, and profiling. Um, we are multiple people throughout the day. We have different personas. So right. we, we wake up in the morning and we've got our parent hats on where we're getting the kids ready for school or whatever. And then you might go to the gym and you're in a different frame of mind. Then at lunchtime, you might call a friend. In the afternoon, you're doing the school pickup. Then, you know, you're at work or in the evening, you're with other friends. And you have, you're in a different mindset and it changes throughout the day. Mm. Um, content that you read and how you feel about things changes. So yeah. you might read a piece of content in the morning and it might make, it might invoke a feeling or an emotion in you uh, or spark an interest. And you might be in a different frame of mind in the evening, read the same piece of content and, and take it differently. So mm. assume that we're one person and one persona when actually we're, it makes it sound like we're a bit schizophrenic. We're not, but well, maybe we are. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, uh, if, you catch, if you catch me after 8pm, you get incoherent, Guy, but um, <laughs> that's after the G&T's come out. Well, no, not this month. I'm, I'm, doing, uh, I'm doing dry January, going industriously, but, um, but no, generally speaking, yeah, that, it's, that's a really good point, actually, and um, yeah, I think the, the, the stage of the day you're exposed to certain content, you know, I've sort of woken up in the morning and, and switched on my laptop and, yeah, you're seeing an advert for something and, yeah, it's just... It, it, you kind of shut it out it doesn't register but actually then it kind of comes up a bit a different frame of mind throughout the day and, and you do so yeah i think wearing that different uh many hats i mean we're not we're not black and white creatures are we we're, de- we're definitely as much as there probably are repetitive behaviors you know we definitely are uh, a lot more subtle and uh, so yeah i guess there's a real level of complexity and subtlety that's involved in, in getting the right message in front of the right people at the right time as well so uh, yeah it's interesting um so i guess on that note i mean in terms of your the future uh you know no one can predict the future but i'm always interested to hear i mean what where do you think that the future of marketing and um you know kind of customer experience can can go from here and what are you most excited about for you know the world of marketing uh moving forward yeah well i think i we we kind of touched on it before about uh, the relevancy so i think tapping into people's emotions um you know uh understanding what they're aware of making it more meaningful for the future so I think richer content more meaningful content um, I'm also hoping that we'll start to see some of the big creative advertising come back um, because I think you know we've we've obviously got these legislative changes which means that when we've talked about personalization at scale before you know that was using first party data third party data 
and uh, you know being, being able to do that now now that those restrictions are sort of you know being forced upon us um, maybe some of the more traditional media and advertising uh, capability will actually come back into play um, mm -hmm. so waiting for the the big advert to come on TV um, you know that that really kind of knocks you for six mm -hmm. uh, you know, having having creative like that come back into play, I, I think that will be incredibly exciting. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree on that. I think uh, we've kind of seen that actually quite a bit in recruitment as well. You know, the difference between, um, you know, sales and marketing and it's something I I personally really enjoy, the whole branding piece. You know, it's something I'm very passionate about with, with True North as a business in terms of why I started it and that I want it to be a business that, that really stood for something. And um, I kind of get really passionate about the creative element, about what kind of content we can put out there to, to kind of make that happen. And, and I think it's, um, like you say, the creativity element and, and creating great marketing, great content. It's all about creating that, striking that emotional connection with someone, isn't it? Whereas before, when it, you know, the sort of the, the cookie that might follow you around with, with little relevance was just all about quantity. Getting back to the point earlier, it's just about striking the right notes and, and creating real quality marketing um you know and that that's really how you build a brand isn't it and how you create a following as people everybody remembers the you know oh, have you seen that new nike advert it's incredible and like you know all of a sudden you're in a shop and you think yeah i'll buy that pair of trainers um but uh, it's it's so true uh, that the you know, people do remember genuinely good pieces of marketing um so yeah yeah i totally agree with that um okay superb well i've been a fascinating uh, chat maddie really enjoyed speaking with you and um i like to kind of round up each uh, podcast by asking, uh, it's a question I stole from a guy called Rich Reed who wrote a book called If I Could Tell You One Thing. It's the guy who created the Innocent Smoothies um, uh, brand and he basically went around like all the famous people in the world and asked for their one favorite bit of advice. Uh, it doesn't have to be data related or, or marketing related, but just uh, if there's anything that you care to share with your uh, your your fellow human but is there a kind of a, a rule you live your life by or your favorite piece of advice you care to share oh my gosh um, <laughs> uh, that's probably going to be really cliche but i they're, just they're, they're the good ones okay um i i just think you if you're just honest and true with yourself you can't go wrong uh so uh yeah <laughs> yeah, I, I, I absolutely hear that one. Um, yeah, I think you, you resonate with. I think just to take out to a marketing perspective as well, you resonate with people more when you're uh, you're being genuine and what you're saying is coming from a genuine place as well. And I think people will buy into you and your message a lot more as well. So I totally totally agree with that one. Uh, fantastic. All right. Well, lovely. Well, very nice to speak with you, and uh, thank you again. I look forward to keeping up with um, all of uh, Dentsu's uh, innovative strategies over the course of the coming years to, of course, keeping inside of uh, all of the legislation. And uh, yeah, let, let's absolutely keep in touch. And thanks very much for, for coming on. It's been a great chat. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. Bye for now.